0: Very
1: good, very nice. Surely not. a oh,
0: chicken nugget.
1: <laughs> it's just that's that's racist, you know. I got called that in Tenerife.
0: What a chicken nugget. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what that's what black people call white people, so I heard. I can't say I was overly offended and I've never been oppressed, so why would I be? Very good, very nice. Very good, very nice.
0: Yeah, we are just having some sound problems with that mic. And your one.
1: Mine? No, mine's clear as day. Testing one two, one two. Okay. Inside. Just a couple island boys, try to make it, we're in the podcast room, recording for YouTube.
0: Hi ladies and gents, we're back, it's just a duo today, Joe is with me, Josh is away. Have they switched? Is he in Dubai?
1: Jo- yeah, yeah, Josh is in Dubai, oh. and I'm back in, in Slate in London. They've switched roles, how was your Dubai trip? Ah, I'll talk openly about this. It wasn't the same. It didn't hit the spot for me this time, you know. Um, (laughs) Didn't quite fill the void. It didn't quite fill the void. I think there's a a few reasons why. I think it was a bit of a baptism of fire. Um, But I think it was, I, I, I kind of went out there because I was feeling quite lonely in my, you know, the Groundhog Day at my flat, working, training, whatever. And obviously I had really great memories of the last time I went. I was out there with Louis, Isaac, Louis Blackmore, Isaac Vaughan. Um, and a couple others, and and I felt I was in a community of people that were doing the same sort of thing as me, which was great. We had a nice Airbnb. Settings were fantastic. The weather was really good last time, um, and obviously it was just a bit of a a dream. It was like a, a parallel world, whereas this time I sort of went out. I was with and Hader for the F- Callum Muscle Mentals, and now I've pro coach, and Hader Meddy, IFPU Pro. Um, we're being we're being good at naming people now yeah because we know you don't so. know everyone well done thank you um so the first few days were really good like i was awesome and then sort of cal went um and then i was just sort of in this hotel sort of on my on my own i had, I had my friend jay who no one will know but i went out there with him the, the very first time but we're just sort of on different planes you know i i, I can't really i don't get days off as such unless i'm going to tell to my say to my clients you know i'm not working this week which i wasn't going to do um I still have to get up and do my work each day. um I didn't have a car this time, so everything just felt i felt a bit out of sync. I'm still obviously very much in my off season as I think previously I was in you know transitionary periods, so the pressure wasn't quite as as big as it was this time um and I think that i just felt i just felt anxious and a bit like. Felt like I sh- I was not doing what I should have been doing in terms of like Joe, you're about to step on like a classic stage the first time. Like you got big improvements to make. Even one week, I was just like getting ants my pants.
0: I had that in my effectively. Bar. <clears throat> I went to my bar on my own a couple of years ago in the February, February time, just because I I'm, I can't. I'm re- the older I get, the more I struggle with the winter months. You know, when you're a kid, you kind of it's not too much of a concern. But I like if I don't walk the dog until four or five. I'm f- the, i I'm, It really gets me down. And I have to, the, the, the lack of sunlight really gets to me. It's sad that, isn't sad, it? Yeah, seasonal annual depression. Yeah. The Lumi light does help, but it's- the it's loom- not sunlight though, is it? No, the Lumi light wakes me up and my body goes, oh my God, but then I look outside and it's dark. But I went to my bay for a couple of years on my own in that Feb. And I was like, well, I'm gonna be on schedule. So I'm still working. But even the the case of me being in like a really nice country and good food and good vibes and that and it was it i felt exactly the same
1: yeah i just i just felt like i wanted to be at home which i thought i found really ironic um i was actually supposed to stay for two weeks and i just i just stayed for one in the end um it's uh it's a very different experience when you go on your own as well i think um when you're with people everything you split the cost of everything mm-hmm. um so you can get like a really nice airbnb for you know not too much money um whereas i was sort of out of town in a hotel because like i'm not going to make this an expensive trip um no so, yeah, it you know, it was, it's all right, it's still, it's still great that I can go and I'm going back in, what, three, four weeks? Five weeks? No, hang on, what are we? Feb now.
0: Yeah, Max said, Max, what's his last name? Gombos.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going back in, um, I'm going back at the end of March, but that will be solidly two weeks with Callum, Right. so I'm quite excited for that, because... Is that when prep starts? Nah, just w- we're gonna <clears throat> go and do some business bits over there. I think I think um, Magic Eye Media is gonna come and get content, so that would just be quite good because obviously with with Cal there, I'll be. You know what I mean, we'd be we'd be living the same life. Yes, yeah, of course. Just slightly busier than I am. So yeah. Um, when does prep good. start for you? Is there any dates? I think prep will start in. Um, I think it will start in April, April, May, June, July, August, September. Nah, May, May, June, July, August, September, five months. That should be long enough so my off season is now sort of drawing to a close over the next four weeks i'd say wow and then into uh like obviously a cruise i want to spend a good time in that um so yeah probably end of
0: that's interesting
1: i thought you'd be going straight from off season into a a prep i need to i need to i need to reestablish some health markers really the blood work still still it's not, It's not bad, but like I still struggle with my my lipids my cholesterol um, is is not never really ever in a good place for me, mm. which is obviously not very healthy um, but yeah it's uh has that been is that has callum kind of uh
0: given you insight into why is that like a g- genetic
1: i think it can be i think it can be i think you are like genetically disposed to like just higher oil. Or like really good cholesterol, my because my liver, kidney, like all liver values are great. They're mm. always kind of and even you know at the peak of like when you'd think I'd be really unhealthy, they're good. Um, so it's just a little cholesterol, which is obviously concerning because long term that is
0: yeah that's the probably only the problem yeah because you do fall into that bodybuilder trap going, Ah, it's only yeah exactly. It's only, but then you keep you have that you have that attitude for a prolonged period of time. It's just going to build up to
1: exactly. I think it's because I have been on a bit of an assault over the last two years obviously like leading up to the pro season pro season bit of a rest but then like straight back into like what needed to be a really big off season for this for this prep um and actually i've not mentioned this yet but i'm i think i've spoken to josh about it a few times sort of privately but i think consciously now i am i think there's like the the time limit for me is like looming large i'm seeing what you're doing um and i'm going to try and learn from any mistakes you make but just in terms of like
0: what do you mean Mr.
1: well cuz you're going to make mistakes isn't it in what losing losing your identity you know well
0: whoa, well whoa, becoming... <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa. what do you mean you're going to become a whole new person isn't it you were Tom the bodybuilder but now you're not um, i don't know if i was ever really known as tom the bodybuilder no you like... were mate you were tm cycles bodybuilder yeah. only bodybuilder was cycle
0: mm, no, but mm, i disagree
1: i know what you're saying but like i i my identity is a bodybuilder, right? Like, I'm you pro. That is what yeah, I've yeah, more my more
0: so than me. May I may just may I add? Yeah, you're
1: probably, you're probably right in terms of like you've got a decent base of like lifestyle content that you've always had. So yeah, fair, fair enough. And it's um, and since
0: the, even the last two to three videos I've done on hybrid and on endurance and fitness and cycling, the engagement has yeah. been silly.
1: And I've seen that. And actually, I've got to say, like that has given me a bit of like inspiration and, and motivation to be like you're going to be all right sort of thing. Well absolutely because you don't you
0: uh, you don't realize until you're out of it. You, you only know what you know, don't you? Because you for, for as long as I was in bodybuilding I thought that the vast majority of my followers were like me as well in the sense that they were competing they would and it's not but no, like, no, it's no. a good I'd say in 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 the region of like 80% people that are just like fit mm-hmm. fitness ath- athletes want to look good and it's, it's, it's great. It's very, very endearing. I really do appreciate the, the support and, but yeah, it, with that transition from you, I mean, I think you're like proper bodybuilder, IFBB, but you've got those for some time from a marketing point of view, you've, you've drip fed that lifestyle element. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a, a shock if you were to change. Mine's been quite slow. I, I reckon it's not been like Right guys, I'm I'm rebranding. I am a hybrid athlete now. Mm. It's not that at all. It's yeah. because I still I still very much enjoy that element of bodybuilding. I'm still doing that kind of top set back offset style. But what I am finding is that the appeal and the attraction to that particular style of training is I'm seeing it more and more galvanise my training as a whole. You know, because it's very very enjoyable and the goalposts have shifted. Like the goals have changed now. Mm. So, it's uh yeah, I wouldn't worry too much, I think you'd you'd be surprised at how much of a, a positive response that you get because most people are just in that position whereby yeah, you know, and the simplest task of being saying, so, "Oh, <clears throat> I'm looking at
1: getting a bike, bang, I think, wow, like, this is so
0: yeah. yeah, so so interesting
1: i think I think for me, it's just been like i i'm sort of I've always had this in me, and I think this is like part partly my nervousness with bodybuilding is that like you say i i am. I do dedicate my life to it. That's oh. absolutely fine, but I definitely flirt with like life more than I think people that really truly live and breathe bodybuilding would. Um, and I get I get really conflicted with this. Cause I, I, I'm obviously not on Seabum's level or anywhere near. But I see that he's like going snowboarding last week, and like he is really normal. Like I really really resonate with him. Unfortunately, my genetics and my development isn't quite on his level, so I don't think I can afford to relax that much at the moment um but i my I'm never, i don't ever thought i never thought i was gonna be a mr olympia so for me it's about kind of the journey it's the fact that i've managed to build a life and a business around that um but yeah. there is very much a, like um, a nagging in the back of my head that's like is this really like your life and soul as much as it needs to be to get to the top honestly probably not in terms of like you know, I'm, I'm not going to eat the same meal every day, seven days a week I'm off-season. I went out for dinner last night. I'm going to do that. I want to, you know what I mean? I want to see the world. I want to travel and, and things like that. And then... Where did you go for dinner? Uh, Honest Burgers. Where was my invite? Uh, I went with a friend. It was, it wasn't, it was the chips, are, the chips are really bad there. Um, but yeah, and, uh, and just sort of a bit of a realisation of that. And then on top of that, you know, the health. Like me and Josh have been talking about this this week, particularly like... Just the carrying around 130 kilos, and you know, like the impacts on your sleep, the impacts on like my body, mate. Right now, I feel so beat up. Like I did that, did that set yesterday, 80 kilo dumbbell incline press, and I was just thinking, you're a fucking freak.
0: It's a, it's a different type of beat up as well, isn't it? Yeah. What I've noticed, like yesterday, I went to <clears throat> amigos, big up amigos boxing in uh, Alpington, and we did a, a like, absolutely beasted. I mean, I I haven't felt like that for a long time, and it's a different type of, of uh, sort of serotonin release post oh, yeah. session. Whereas like, because my mate messaged me as well, Josh Kennedy, and he said, uh, next time you go for your like a 3K run, do it outside, and this in you, you feel invigorated, as opposed to doing it on the treadmill. It's like mm-hmm. completely different. It was like almost euphoric. And it's so true, that, mm-hmm. that feeling of expenditure after an hour of like on the pads, on the bag, circuit, compared to like when I'd go and do like, not 80 keys, pressing like you but doing like whatever on the cybex and leaving it's a different type of beat up it's almost like a sometimes i used to get into like a almost like a depressive slump post workout
1: oh i do me after legs yeah yeah it's that... i got him the other day and um just like i just I, i'm just a like i literally am like useless after legs i just get in and laid in my bed and i was just procrastinating for hours um i've just got no no mental energy where it's the total opposite in terms of like what you're doing um 100 percent. i've i've felt that before um because
0: I, ne- <clears throat> I never got to the point whereby I had to stop because of my health being a, a, a red flag. It was all psychological. Mm. It was all, if I if I do this any longer, psychologically, I'm going to be in a very, very, I mean, I was even going into that last prep, I, I separated and it was six months of just continually filling voids. And it was like, sometimes I wouldn't even know what had happened during the, I'd, I'd sit at on prep, I'd sit with my dinner at like seven PM. and think, what have I even done today? So it wasn't a case of like same as you did yesterday and the day before. Yeah, I mean, it's on twelve months down the line. It's not any better. So that's why I'm doing all these sports just to just to fill that fill that gap. Oh no, are you all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. You sure. Yeah. You don't talk but about it. No, no, no. <laughs> call up the therapist again. I think. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a a completely different feeling. Cause I, and you feel more productive whereas like yes so yesterday i beast myself left left igor and i was like right work like blue water whereas if i go when we used to go all three of us on those friday sessions at muscle works remember oh yeah like first day night i'd load up on the dominoes get a load of calories in train
1: friday morning and the rest of the day's done yeah so i have to get my like the bulk of my work done before i train because yeah. after i'm pretty useless particularly on a leg day um just it just wipes me out. But even yesterday, man, like I was, everything just hurt, man. I did, I did, I did one, I did one set, and I honestly could have left after that set, which is, it's an, like that is an incredible amount of weight to lift. Like it's it's a massive achievement. But I, I I finished it. I was like nothing felt good about that. Like picking it up was hard. Like putting it on my legs was hard. Throwing it back, I was like I'm gonna get it up. And That's then interesting. Obviously, I did it, but I was just like, oh my god. Um, which I think in terms of like an insight into training, like that is the reason why we see like the emergence i think of machines and and cables and things like that because you can subject to your you can subject your muscles to much more external forces in a really effective way without as much impact on or like you know risk to injury or impact on your joints because that's um that's certainly what's happening when you're picking up and pressing 160 kilos like so yes i mean to Shocking weight, isn't it? 80
0: kilos of side. It's so big as well, mate. Double yeah, I know. Just like, uh, a it's a just picture. so awkward. Is that, is that, it's weird you say that because it's almost like the uh, the anticlimactic effect that S- Stephen Bartlett talks about when he had more excitement and exhilaration through finding 14 quid behind Chicken and Chip Shop. You know, dinner tables and chairs, as opposed to when he got 200 million.
1: That's you know, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely exhilarated with like the achievement. I really am. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm buzzing to have done that. And it was absolutely, it was 100% an ego thing for me. Like, I just wanted to tick off that that weight. Of course, cool, so I, I watch you do it um, and I watch people in the gym like that. It's I just, it's not even for anyone else. I don't really care if i was watching. I just wanted to, I wanted to tick off that 80 kilo dumbbells this off season. Yeah.
0: Is that is that you done now though? Is it, is, did you slam them down and think right? I need to do 82. Point. What did they they go up to? No, nah, they go up to 90. I'm not
1: fucking touching them things.
0: <laughs> no, no way. What?
1: I can't. I wouldn't be able to make a ten kilo jump anyway. Not at that weight. No. I'd absolutely love to. To come to think of what it. What like. if we helped? As in, like, carefully placed. Oh, it's just another ten kg in each arm, though. Just, I think if there was an eighty-five, I would maybe push. What increments it. do they go up in? Eighty-two point five, eighty-five. No, in in it goes from eighty to. 90 oh, God. So that's just. I, I'm I'm happy with eighty. Like that's that's a. I basically I remember years and years ago watching Jace three four five Jace Long, you know press 80 kilos like with, with ease and just thinking I'm never gonna be able to do that so for me to be able to done it like, I think I, I honestly think that's like freakishly strong so I'm buzzing with that um how many reps did you get I didn't see i got five that's fast, so I'd like to try and get into like six seven if I can get up to like seven eight like done mm. finito um do you know what it's funny it's not even supposed to be programmed I'm actually supposed to reverse banded <laughs> incline smith press You're joking. <laughs> but I saw Josh incline pressing and I was Sorry, like a bit of that Sorry, Cal Pro Coach. Sorry,
0: Cal Pro Coach. Letting the team down. Congratulations yeah. to Cal, by the way. Fantastic. I do like that rebrand. It's really nice. Very, very nice. You, you, on, you on the logo as well? Yeah, poster boy, buzzing. Amazing. Yeah, man. Big, big congrats to him. I think we're getting Cal in at some point to uh, to discuss. I'm looking forward to
1: pulling pulling him apart a little bit. Yeah, that'd be a really cool discussion. I always think Callan's very good at just. He's got away with words. I always think his captions and the way he speaks is like he's very eloquent. Mm, very, Most very much so. Eloquent I want to bring
0: it back a little bit because I wanted to <clears throat> ask you your uh, when you're in situations whereby you feel a certain way, how that affects your relationship with food. I know, I know uh, a couple of people have inquired and asked about it in the in the questions, but particularly for you know we're in slightly two different positions. And we said the other day that I'm now in a position whereby uh, I'm, I'm so sort of ferociously working, I'll get to a point where I'll be like, oh my God, I have to eat. Yeah, um, not eating to survive because I enjoy food very much, but the switch has been mind-blowing, you know, compared to... You feel like a normal person? Man. Yeah, I feel like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I feel like a normal person eating normal food, you know, digest food. I've never had any issues with digestion, but I have just I just feel like a
1: normal person. Yeah. Are, you, are you still tracking?
0: Yeah, still are tracking.
1: You gonna, are you going to
0: stop? Or... No, I said this before on YouTube, I still... I went through, I'm still going through a bit of an experimental phase at the moment, but that's more to do with training and to figure out what works. And I'm kind of eyeing up like a Monday to be a run. So three or five K Tuesday, swim Wednesday, box Thursday, cycle, and then Friday, Saturday, we'll see probably just a chance for, to recover and do some stuff in the gym. But yeah, As, as it, I had that experimental phase last year, post my bear. I remember we went out there and I was mucking off intuitive eating. Do you remember? I was like, what you Surely not, you can't. And I still do stand by that. I think intuitive eating for uneducated individuals when it comes down to food is, is quite dangerous. If you said to someone that has no concept and understanding of macronutrients or calories, eat when you want. Eat mm-hmm. when you're emotional. That's mm-hmm. a recipe for disaster. So I still stand by that but I remember going, listening to it and thinking oh, that's a load of rubbish and then I found myself intuitively eating but that came at a bit of a cost whereby I wasn't getting enough protein. It was very sporadic throughout the week and that was affecting tissue muscle and then I got my Dexa and it was kind of a little bit all over the place. So <coughs> I, I feel better tracking and my I suppose when I don't want to be so on on it with tracking, I'll go to protein and calories. That's like my sort of, my, my my back off if I'm if I'm feeling like I don't want to scan in things but yeah. I do feel very comfortable eyeballing, I, I definitely think there is theres scope for if you're tracking one variable like if your goal is to gain some size and you are daily tracking your scale weight and that is going in a, in a, in a positive direction whatever key point two point3 key gain per week then you could be pretty lax with tracking i think when you're taking everything away and i did i i I wasn't tracking scale weight i wasn't tracking training so i wasn't progressively overloaded and i wasn't tracking food and that was just yeah you know i mean i felt like a 13 year old kid again waking up having cocoa pops and jam on toast it was like this is not this is a recipe for disaster for me anyway so i'm still tracking because i feel very comfortable and i can't see myself but when i go away on holiday but even on holiday we're still making I think that's the bodybuilder in us, isn't it? We're still we do it when we go out we're like we went to the cinema the other day, you're looking for that additional bit of chicken because we know we <laughs> yeah. need to we need to bump up the protein a little bit. And I um I think I think even Gen Pop people should have that mindset. Hundred percent. I think we should be obviously even that's filtered down now because the case of uh, you know, you look at like the dairy oil, the yogurts now. Protein everywhere. Everywhere, which I think is fantastic. But I think it, even gen pop individuals listening to this should be concerned with ensuring that they are getting enough protein in. Not even just from a... I'm talking long-term effects. You look at the, the elderly populations and how much they benefit from higher protein percentages. I certainly remember my, putting my grandparents on slightly higher protein and and having like... Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that for? I was serious, like, oh, granddad, get it ser- down, you son. Mass. Get that shake down. Well, he was. He was on a... Uh, bless him. He was on like a... a a hospital version of serious mass. And I remember thinking, I can you know what I mean, they the little bottles they mm. were giving him, and I thought, no, I can give him so I gave him PhD advanced way. Or not right. it, it was like oat base. So it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from like a blood sugar standpoint, it was far more beneficial for him to have that than this tripe they were giving him. But yeah, uh, I
1: I think on on tracking, I think that um we can talk about like disordered eating in a minute, like in terms of my experiences of it. And I think I'll probably be able to speak for Josh on it as well, actually, because I think we did literally the same. Um but in terms of tracking, for me, I, was, I had this conversation with um with Dr. Mike the other day. Dr. Mike second. In terms of tracking, I think tracking is a is a means to an end. Um I think if you are a person that has a goal and you want that and and that goal means you want to get from A to B, whether that means I wanna add ten kilos to my body weight and left uh, or lots of strength or I wanna lose a dress size or I want to lose 20 kilos or I just want to look and feel better (laughs) via losing body fat tracking is like absolutely fine I think it's a really it's like a really educational way of getting people to like you say grasp and understanding of what is in food because you know how people like this I'm I'm winding it right back to like basic information someone uh, someone walk into Sainsbury's be like oh that smoothie looks healthy yeah it's healthy but it's got like 30 40 grams of carbs in it that you've just slammed down and you're probably gonna have a some breakfast on top of that, so it's not that that's a bad thing, but it might be bad if that if your goal is to lose weight. Um So I think tracking is a really good way for people to un- have a better understanding of what is in the food they're eating. I think it is a, as I said, a means to an end. Like it will, it's probably the most surefire way to get you to a goal, right? A weight goal, whether that's up or down or maintaining. And then I think once you've got that understanding, I I don't think I will track later on in life because I think I'm. It's like you say, it's so drilled into me. Like I kind of know. Um, what's in food? I, I definitely, when I'm not tracking, I'm definitely like you, like get a bit lost. Um, I had a long period, obviously when I got back from America, I didn't, I didn't track for months. Really? Didn't track for, maybe, well, yeah, yeah, it probably was like, probably was one or two months. Um, and I still, you know, I'm still quite, it's, main, it's mainly the protein that I, <laughs> that I struggle with. Because um, at the moment, like, I'm eating 300 grams of protein. It's relatively easy, but that's because I'm having, you know, I get up, I have a shake, and then I have two, like, either an egg and bagel meal or, like, two of the NutriFast meals. I have a post-workout shake, and then I have, you know, m- another meat-based meal for dinner. So that, alongside all the carbs, is very easy to get protein in. But I, when I'm not trying to push food, I, I find myself missing out on that.
0: Do you feel um, like, do you feel there's been a stigma, a negative stigma attached to tracking?
1: I think there is a bit, yeah. I think if you look further in into people who are probably actually more qualified than us to speak about nutrition. Um, I know Amelia Thompson in particular. I've just referred one of my clients to her. Um, is 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 really sort of you know quite far along on that and is definitely qualified to help people with eating disorders. Um, I don't think she is a you know as supportive as supportive of, of tracking as as perhaps we are. Um, but I just, you know, I think it's 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 everything in moderation, right? It's like if you just said you track, but if I say to you, Tom, do you want to go for a breakfast after this? You'd be like, yeah, fine, and you'll be all right. Do you track that? Do you try and guesstimate, it or do you just leave a gap?
0: I, I, I no, I I just make a conscious effort to mimic almost what I would eat for breakfast, and right. if, if it's a case whereby actually I do fancy a bit more, so I'll go for like a pancake stack and. Maybe a couple of sausages and toast, etc. I'll just pull back on my lunch. So I'll, right. s- I'll see that as a chance of like almost this breakfast that we'll go and have this morning would be almost my breakfast and lunch merged together. Right. Okay. So I'll just make a conscious effort to get in some protein at lunch.
1: So what what I'm what I'm trying to get at is like for me that's there's nothing unhealthy about that. No. If someone is absolutely obsessed with tracking and it therefore stresses them out. It therefore makes, the, you know, their, their family or their partner invites them out for dinner and they're like, oh God, can't see the menu. So they get stressed Then yeah, unhealthy. Like you probably need to break that cycle, but someone who tracks relatively uh, consistently, someone who is happy to swap things in and out, or in my case, like, I would just, obviously at the moment I'm trying to just get as much food in as I can, so I would just, I would just leave that on there, and just say, okay, I'll underestimate, let's say I eat, you know, a breakfast burrito and some pancakes, I'll say that's about 900 calories, it's probably a bit more than that, but it will mean that I'll get my food in for the day. So, for me, that's not unhealthy, um, I think it's a, I think it's relatively healthy, like, I think it's, it's up to the person to decide when something's bothering them, um, so, yeah, that's my take on tracking. Yeah,
0: because I remember, I remember both of you <coughs> post show last year,
1: was like a just... Yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about that. I don't mind talking about that. I think, um, I feel a lot of shame in the, at the time when I'm doing it. Um, and again, this, this goes back to that thing in me that's like, are you as committed as you need to be to this process? Um, I certainly am at certain times of the year, but I'm very, very bad post show. And off season, I definitely take a more relaxed approach. Um, prep is obviously a different story like it's kind of well I had, one, I had one I had one slip last prep but other than that it's like six months of consistency
0: and I see that as well with you I see even, even at Christmas whereby you're in that off season phase and you're more inclined to have you know you get more excited but go for a fucking drink or mulled wine or whatnot, yeah, you know what not yeah yeah I mean? yeah and that's that
1: yeah, I like, like, I don't drink often, but, like, I do drink and I'm, I i don't mind drinking. Like, yeah. I, I rarely push it to, like, a limit. I don't yeah. often have a night out maybe probably, like, once every eight weeks or something, which for me, you know, you can still progress, obviously. I of course. I can still progress on that. You can probably still progress on a, on a, once a month, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of, yeah, in terms of, like, uh, like binging and, and stuff like that, definitely for me struggled massively post show. I've always struggled. I've never managed to not struggle. Um and I think for me the this latest one was probably the worst because it was like laced with it was laced with like loneliness and, and uh and just a jet. I was I, I remember being out in America, right? So I finished that finished that prep. First show went great. Had a The next day, I really attach food to like celebration. So the next day, like, cows, cows would have a day off. Oh, my God. I must have done a 10,000 calorie challenge and more. There wasn't a minute of that day that my stomach wasn't full. And yet I had a show in two weeks. So massive mistake, like, on my part because i couldn't control myself but i think cal probably shouldn't have let me do it but he he wasn't to know that like no you know we just got top 10 at new york pro like he that's the first show we've done together he had no idea to the extent i would like fuck it which i did
0: and he probably thought you're on such a uh, you know a high this level of ecstasy that you're on it you you're not gonna overindulge
1: do you know? maybe what I mean? yeah and obviously and unfortunately i was with, I was with louis and louis and uh, another competitor and uh Thomas was the other competitor. He in particular, had uh, finished his, sh- his season was finished. He was almost like egging me on. Yeah, um, you know. So we spent that whole day eating, man, and, and I woke up six kilos heavier the next day or whatever what was? Or actually, I don't think it was. I don't think it was as much. And I was like, oh, I fucking go away with it no, next the day. When, it, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. no, sorry, that's not true. It was the day after the show. It wasn't that bad. But then the day after the show, Got the two days after, it was really bad. So and and really, you know, that is potentially where my season went wrong because we did well at the New York Pro. And then I had to spend the next two weeks in what was a horrible deficit. And my body was already pretty knackered um, at this point. So I remember saying to Carl, like, like, I'll push it. Like, and I did. And we got the weight back down and stuff. But I felt like crap, man, for two weeks. And then obviously went into Milwaukee, Miami two weeks later. So I think really that kind of derailed my, my prep. So in terms of taking it into this year, if I am to do one, two, three shows or two three shows, like, I won't be having a day off between shows and I think I should I should have known that I yeah. should have known better I just thought I think I'd let the occasion get better of me. course which you know you can't beat yourself about
0: these things happen yeah these things happen and the support this year will be far different yeah exactly I'm not competing so I'll be and um... I hope. yeah
1: like I hope Cal will be there and yeah of course for that. so but then I, yeah I think the, the real the real problem was after New York um, was after Miami whereby I was now completely on my own at this point and had been for a week or so in a really cool place which was full of distractions and temptations and you know traveling like it's one of my favorite things to do i was in miami of all places um but yeah on my own and i just i wasn't i wasn't even enjoying myself at that point and i had done that show and i and and, and show, i was just like right it's your time to actually you know enjoy yourself a bit and i didn't enjoy myself anymore but i just i just ate i just kept eating man i was going to whole foods so i was going to i was going out for lunch i was going out for dinner and what i was doing was to try and it's so unhealthy to think about it please no one follow this this don't do what i don't do what i did i was trying to outrun that diet effectively you know that I was saying you can't outrun a bad diet well i was By... trying to do that so I, was, I would wake up i'd do 45 minutes cardio okay i would then i remember one day i went one, the one day in particular there was a breakfast place i wanted to go and it was like a must have been like a couple mile walk like 30 minutes walk bear in mind at the end of prep your legs are knackered mm-hmm. your joints are dry you're pretty you're pretty screwed. And I was like, I'll walk, and I'll walk back to get my steps in. So it was about half an hour, 40 minute walk each way. I remember after that day just being like, my legs are just, I think they are just given up. I was already struggling with my knees and, so I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to outrun like that, that bad diet and, and then instead I was just like filling this void of like unhappiness and mm-hmm. dissatisfaction that I had with food. So I was just, I was binging every day.
0: And what, when did you go to bay with me?
1: That was probably four weeks later. Once I got once after I got your back. last show, I still was bad. Then weren't I? Not great.
0: You weren't great. No, I do remember. Not that I'm in a position to say like, stop eating. Cause no, the, but the it's still, physique bad. Looks silly, like you. Yeah. We, I remember we both trained topless at padel, and it was just silly.
1: Like the the humidity, the condition. It was like, and that's the problem, though, know, because you, your physique doesn't. Det- I, I was probably. I tell you what. I really fell off when I got home mental health i think i probably spoke to you about it I spoke openly about it as well i was in the gutters like i felt lower than i've ever felt in my life and everyone I, I trained every day but other than that i stopped i stopped jabbing i stopped i was really bad with like my my um vitamins and supplements and everything everything fell off i was just trying to relax because i felt like i needed to get back to a a place of like equilibrium homeostasis and uh, so you know that that time out in my bay i'd probably I probably hadn't jabbed for a few weeks so my testosterone actually like clinically was probably (laughs) quite back low down but your physique just doesn't seem to deteriorate like you you fill it up with food and your stress drops and I remember this is what happened like I got back I remember sending cow pics like a week and a half after I've been back you know just back training at the coach and I was like what is this physique like I remember I had I had a back all over it's like I'd literally grown a back in two weeks obviously what had happened was the stress had just dropped and my body just started responding to the food exactly, um, you know, and obviously I wasn't as tight, but the fact that the muscles were piercing the skin almost like it was, it was crazy. So you, you, you know, your physique isn't deteriorating as quick as you expect it to. So you get this like positive feedback as, oh, I can just eat then. So you keep going.
0: Yeah, that's there. That, that then it ended up quite being quite dangerous. Yeah,
1: and then and then at some point it's just like poof, it's gone. You know, it's not, but it's like you slowly deteriorate, and then you get to a point where you're like, all oh, right.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting one because I we. Sort of joke around in the group chat because Josh was on uh, how many Deliveroo's. like, and 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 I don't know why, but I I've never been in that position. I've never been post show gone crazy. Yeah, maybe you know we went out for dinner after my the only time I can remember is a junior, but even then I was very I don't know. There's a there's a bit of a barrier for me when I get into that, and and I don't know where that's come from, but I think actually there was one time because I rang you, didn't I? I said to the petrol station. Yeah, I said I've gone to the petrol station. I'm, 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 so hungry, and I feel like a bottomless pit. And I was like, what do, I, what do I do? And you went, we'll go back and get Ben and Jerry's and more cookies. <laughs> I was like, is this the correct advice? He was like, no, no, you're in it now. I was like, all right, cool. So I went back, got Ben and Jerry's, got cookies
1: didn't touch the sides not official advice by the way that was me bantering one of my close friends but
0: yeah but then i obviously in, in my headspace i took it as gospel so then i was like right i'm gonna go to morrison's now i think i put out a thing who does the best cook they like 7pm at night so he does the best cookies it's like lidl or something so i went to lidl in thankfully no cookies and then i just felt like what have i done yeah i felt so guilty and i felt so dirty and i don't know i think i'm so i'm i'm for me, when I, whenever I push scale weight up into off-seasons, for some reason, I just gain body fat. It's just so annoying. I get, I've get i got that female fat distribution. Every time I went to the DEXA scan, they always highlight it. It's like, good, good long-term because you're not holding a lot of fat, you know, around the vital organs and heart and whatnot. But from a, a physique standpoint, because you're holding so much fat around that lower abdomen and glutes, for example, it's going to be tough. So I, I, I don't. I'm always so maybe it's like an insecurity self-conscious thing Mm. whereby I've worked so hard for six months I don't want this to fade so the knock-on effect of me binging or the knock-on effect of me having uh, too much food means that what I've worked on over the last six months this temple has gone and even in my even in my bay I remember like making food choices even you were like come on Tom you're going I think I had a steak Caroline had a steak as well do you know what I mean it was just like what am I doing I've done I don't and we were active as well, lots of steps, 15k steps, we were training, yeah. the humidity. There was something, there was a block in me that was like, nah, and even even now, with physique goals changing, I'm still in a bit of a gaining phase at the moment. I'm I'm, I'm quite conscious. I'm drinking a little bit more now, that, but that's just because that social element's back in my life and I very much enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I've never been in a position whereby i have on prep as well. I think I'm too scared. I've always had that junior mentality. Remember my first show as a junior, I w- I, I, um, that's the most anal I've been with food ever. I'm talking cereal one gram, whereas even like the last preps, I was like, oh, if 51 grams, 51 grams. Mm. Back to junior, I was on it. I was even less sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I think I noticed that about you when we first actually like met and and started hanging out in person. Um, I was always, I was always shocked at how like, well, not, not really shocked, but like, I was impressed with, with how anal you were of everything because I, I I just find myself I am so relaxed I'm so relaxed and I remember it was one of the first things that like struck me about you I was like you're a fucking a lot more serious than like anyone gives you credit for um, with like shame just, my physique don't show it just being <laughs> it did though at one point mm. just with being just with yeah just with how precise and how anal you were and I remember thinking fucking hell, I probably need to up my game but then I spend time with I spend time with Josh and I'm just like it's just so many ways to skin a cat but I guess what I'm getting at on and I think I spoke about this before is like I'm just not in a place where I look at people like AJ kuba Nick Walker for example and I unfortunately don't want the life they've got and therefore that means I make different choices which is absolutely fine because that's what they want and it's not what I want um and that just gets to me a lot I think I I, I get a big I get a lot of imposter syndrome about what I'm doing and am I dedicated enough to this process but I think that's because actually not enough people are open about how they behave No. Um, like for example I see Andre Dio out in Dubai quite often he was in Tulum with Lou he does what he wants mate he does in what he wants the food
0: the training obviously as you mentioned about sebum there's that genetic predisposition yeah, that they've got whereby they, they've got a bit more of a runway to push things like I yeah. know I know if I you know, go eat four or five days in Ibiza and I'm off it with food and I'll come back and I'll just look like Nate Diaz. I'm skinny. <laughs> I'm like, what has happened? All
1: the Who is this gazelle? <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm just a complete mess. So unfortunately, I'm not in a position whereby, and as I mentioned, when I'm not on it with food scale, weight, I, I basically need to be tracking one thing. And then I know physically and psychologically I'm in a good position, but yeah.
1: Do you think this is born out of... Um... Has there been periods in your uh, lifting career or body... I'm, I know exactly, I'm I'm looking for an answer here. Has there been times where you've been really unhappy with how you looked or looked back on? Hugely. Dorian Yates? Hugely. Anyone? What do you mean? The picture with Dorian. Oh, good God. So w- do you think that sort of scarred you? Yeah. Like, um, but that was, times that, like that?
0: Pre that as well, you know, if you speak to my mum, I can sit my mum down here. We used to go to Mansfield a lot because that's where my grandparents were and there was a, a market store out there and I always used to say, can you get me like... XL t-shirts bear in mind i was only i was young and i used to stretch them i had a real problem with my legs were you a fat kid yeah really not not in not big but like yeah i wasn't i wasn't happy at all and i used to pull i used to remember stretching these charizard t-shirts down to my legs man because i hated it and then it was only when i started swimming whereby i started to see the weight come off that's when it clicked for me. I started to be like, right, and now I've start making decisions with food. And that. so I
1: think that makes so much sense because me and Josh were both really skinny kids. Right. So you look if you look back if you if I showed you pictures of me when I was like fifteen, I had like a six pack. Like I was skinny. I didn't have my first six pack until Malia, which was. And you worked for that, actually. and I worked for that, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. and I and I and I loved it. And I was uh, can't remember what year it was, but I remember walking down the strip. I was an absolute arsehole, mate. I used to do the thing where you took the t shirt off and put it up, put it into your shorts and I was used to go, I used to be like, You're right, girl. I used to be like HS Tiki Toki, Oh, don't even start well, I'll put it on one of the, the bar staff, the girls what are they little promoters. I lost my mates. I was like, I lost my mates, can I chill with you? She was like, Yeah, sure. I was like, What time did you finish? She was like, three and I was like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. Four hours, I got a graph of this. Paid off. And then that was my first that was my first time whereby I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that kind of makes uh, makes total sense to me now what you're saying. So me and Josh were the total opposite. So I was like, I I don't think there's been a time when I've not been, when I've been really unhappy with my physique ever. When there I started, a time. When I, whether I'm like peak off season or what, like I'm always quite, I'm very potty positive. Like, I understand what I'm doing and why. So, even when I'm my absolute fattest, I can see that I can take the positives in that.
0: Oh, see, I can't do that. And I
1: think I am, and I really think I'm now at a point where I'm fortunate enough or whatever. I've worked for enough years that I just carry enough muscle to not get fat.
0: Mm, see, really? I, I used to hide. I used to lie about p- checking pictures to Cal. Oh, I forgot, mate, because I used to. I couldn't even bear sending them because uh, in off season. Yeah, I wouldn't even. It was only until eight weeks out that I'd send him pictures, and he was like, "We start the prep in Jan." And he was like, "Where's these pictures?" And I was like, "Oh, lighting's bad. Sorry, I'll get them to you next week." I just <laughs> constantly, and because I, I, I got to a point. Even sometimes during prep, I was like, oh, I, "I remember just sending them quick look like that, just to see if the lighting's right, and then send." Mm. And it wasn't until... At least you're not editing them. No, no, no. <laughs> I ne- uh, No, of course
1: not. I'm not going to edit images. Cheating yourself and, and car.
0: Yeah, but I'd never go um, I would never go down the ro- route of being so unhappy, or insecure with the way I looked, and, and
1: make up for editing pictures. No, guys. no. no, no. That would be like, like... I just think it's really interesting. What, yeah, I think that kind of makes sense. I know... <laughs> I actually, it's a shame we've not got Josh here, because I actually think Josh doesn't enjoy his off-season physique. Anywhere near as much as his shredded one because he posts quite a lot. about oh, I can't wait to be shredded again. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; like I prefer how I look shredded, but like I'm all good with how I look peak off season. Um, and as like I say, I probably always have been. Like I remember when I first got to 120, probably like my chunkiest physique. But even then, like I was all right with it. It's, do you know what I mean? So I think that's that. I think that's probably where it uh, stems from in terms of our control over food. Um, it's just really interesting talking to you about that because I had a client ask me this week about therapy actually, which I wasn't really able to answer because it's, we're in such different positions. But he was saying to me about, um, he was saying that he would like to get therapy to dig into that, like his body image because he was a, a chubby kid and and he's worried about pushing food up and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting what, what you say there. Um, yeah, very insightful. Yeah, it's in also interesting that you said about
0: how you can be in a position now whereby... We are now seeing, or open. We are now seeing individuals like Andre and Chris that are highlighting that particular. Because it's quite rare that even back in the day, you used to see bodybuilders have that element of "this is my life," because you sort of subjugated to them just uh, that bodybuilding is mm. their life and and whatnot. And it, it it is. I think it
1: it needs more spokesmen and women to highlight that. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think what I've always thought actually, I can't think of. I can't think of many slash any open class bodybuilders that don't, that it's not their whole life, or at least not openly. Maybe there are some. I know actually some sort of back in the day, like, um, who's that guy? Who's the absolute goat that used to, um, is it Kevin Lerone? That famously didn't train in off-season then just started in prep. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But Bumstead does that in the sense that he, I think he said it on a podcast, where he would, the, the gear usage comes completely Yeah, and there's off. like three months off training. I've yeah, and I've you can that. tell because I think him and Brandon did a video together. And he not shrunk, good God, he's still a, a mountain of a man even when he's off the gear. But it was definitely noticeable, mm. like that contest shape. And then he went, I think he went to Mexico after his most recent Olympia. Just looks incredible. Yeah, so he is genetically gifted in that position yeah, whereby he can pull back. I think for the vast majority of us that go in, especially from a hormonal imbalance point of view, go, go post show and just completely come off, it's not going to do him, doing him very good at all.
1: Yeah, I think my so I think basically what what, I'm, what I've said to you on this, the, I, I want to see how this year goes like because <laughs> if it turns out I'm really really classic physique, then I'm probably not going to be like oh let's call it a day here. But this is interesting because you've just said. I'm coming toward the end of my time. Yeah.
0: But what if you go out there and get an incredible response? You got, you know, you're on
1: whatever Instagram page is the future, the prospect. Yeah, I mean, then my my perspective may well shift because I I do I I do love it. Like I've dedicated about ten years of my life to this process, and obviously I love it because I would still, even though I quite often choose life, if I, that's how I like to put it, I still default back to this. This bodybuilding process that I have, you know, I love so much. Even if it is my sort of slant on it, um and yeah, if, if it goes really well and like I qualify for the Olympia or whatever, then fucking hell, I might have to carry on a bit. But I'm definitely not going to compete next year. um I've got lots of weddings, and I think I'm going to miss the whole of summer this year. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, be... yeah, yeah. That's but it start, starts in May, doesn't it? So May, June, July, August. Yeah, you're done. I'm done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. You're done. You just got to um, go hard this Christmas. Plenty, of, plenty of Christmas markets. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I, you know, things, things, things might change. But I'm definitely not going to compete next year. And I think I will. I'm pretty confident I'll come off after this season. Yeah, I'll, jo- I'll probably be joining you. And I'll just, I'll just cold turkey. I'll just be like. Pff- it done. I might do a power PCT actually I, probably yeah, probably, I, th- I think it's worth
0: I think it's also worth documenting I think one of the biggest reasons why people are so in fear of that is because there's not a huge amount of information, bar Dr Dean's stuff with regards to how to correctly uh, you know take on a PCT protocol, I haven't seen much my PCT journey no, you know which I think will be very interesting, I definitely want to cut, the more I do this the level of sport and athleticism the more I want to get rid of it like it's weird how your, your your the concept and and how you become not reliant on but but you, I remember being so excited like, right I've done my 12 week cruise my bloods are good never really had an issue with my bloods I can't wait to up the dose I can't wait to yeah. I want to get I, I almost feel like venom with the shoot I want it out my system mm. I I almost feel dirty
1: having to <laughs> to to inject is it like after after you jab, do you feel the same as after you've had a beat. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what am I doing?
0: Yeah, I just think I, 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 and and there's I know I'm in a physiological range of testosterone. So the last eight months I have been somewhat natty. Mm. So there's no, but there's still an element of I wanna, I wanna start this process, this hybrid, this swim cycle run, actual natty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it's like a real true representation of my performance. But you know, if I get my testosterone done, it's still at a, I think it's like last time was 13 nanomolar. So there's still the road scu- There's still room for me if I wanted to to push that dose up to get on the higher end. And it's what a lot, well, it's what basic TRC does, isn't? They they yeah. come to me even, our oh, mate, you spoke about. It. You can, if you're on that lower end, you can push up. Whether or not I go down the route of just continually sticking on that dose, don't up the dose, and then implement as we spoke about. The aspartic acid, things like that, which I think is equally interesting. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to coming off completely, and seeing how that affects affects me. But it's interesting that. So no no shows for you next year at
1: all. I need a year off anyway, man. I like I've, I've this is the first only the second time I've done two years on. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really really excited like for that for the shows this year it's a very big challenge I need to start reaching out for like posing coaching and stuff so it's going to be exciting for sure classic
0: Um, classic of course yeah
1: but uh but yeah next year I won't be competing um and I'm excited to live like a normal life like for a bit you know um do you
0: you think you've both got to that point whereby you're probably aware that what you're doing with anabolics is having an yeah, impact. 1
1: million percent. We literally were DMing about it yesterday. And, you just,
0: of... and what, are you just accepting it? You're like,
1: this is part and parcel of us being the best. I am accepting it for a limited period of time. Yeah, sure. I, I guess suppose that's... in my head, this is how I'm like laying it out. And this may or may not be correct, but like it's a, it's a short career, right? It's a particularly short period of time where I'm going to be this unhealthy in terms of the size I'm carrying around and whatnot. And therefore, and my life post will be very healthy and naturally very like very healthy you know fit and hopefully able and i'll carry all the nutritional practices that i've been carrying from from now so i almost hope i can like claw back some years as it were but at the end of the day like if i live to whether i live to 85 or 88 like i don't really care do you know what i mean really (laughs) yeah see that
0: since i've taken a step back i want to argue i'm more in fear of it like I'm not I wanna I want longevity now, I want to live till I'm old.
1: I w I would like to live till I'm old, but f- you know, the way I see um grandparents and stuff, you know, getting to that point in life whereby they get to a certain age and then they just deteriorate and the quality of life of that last few years is not it's not really anything that I'm That's I would true. rather have lived the life that I loved whilst I was able to do so. Um, and if that means I shave a couple of years off at the end, I can, I can deal with that.
0: That's true. Well, God knows what sort of technology will be out when we're in uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll still be here at
1: 100. Mm. We'll see. Um, there was a couple of, uh, a couple of questions I actually thought we should just touch on because it seems quite relevant based on that topic about like natural testosterone boosters. Sure. So I think it's a very, um, it's a question that we're, I'm sure we all get from, from time to time.
0: Yeah. I remember when Ben grow. Uh, when we was working at the Novo, did a fantastic podcast on on how we shouldn't completely overlook the the, the power of, of natural testosterone boosting supplements. I think the stigma is very negative because the promise that is expected, obviously, from a, a, a marketing standpoint, putting a big juiced up guy in the front is gonna you know give you that impression. That if I take it, I'm gonna put myself into super physiological ranges but it's not. But there is definitely room whereby even if it's a few nanomolar, and that difference is for someone that hasn't been on gear is massive you know look at uh, a lot of the studies done in in terms of overall energy levels scored increasing that better sleep better libido so i definitely think there's there's room for people that want to make improvements and adjustments bar the obvious being sleep factors as well i think that is so overlooked mm. it's almost like a sleep supplement, isn't it you don't wanna. I don't recommend Dr. Dean Sleep Stack or PM Priming until we've improved your hygiene. Yeah, 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 And it's the same with testosterone. If we want to really assess testosterone and make those adjustments, n- nutrition, sleep, lifestyle factors. Are you smoking? Are you drinking? Right, they're boxed off. Now we look at it. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. not gonna. You're gonna get more out of it, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I think I want to. I think I want I want us to answer it for like a for someone, Gen Pop, who has seen like, oh, I see this testosterone booster with like a you know someone who's clearly on steroids advertising it. The general consensus is that they're not effective at boosting your testosterone, boosting your testosterone. I think what you can see is that if you have already testosterone on the lower end of the scale, implementing things like deaspartic um, acid, for, for example, vitamin D and K2 um, can, Bring your levels up maybe to a, a bit more, but I dare say you've probably got a ceiling and you're not gonna break through that and you're certainly not gonna be super physiological from taking no. any natural. That, that
0: vitamin D thing and I might sound a little crude. When I bump my vitamin D dose up, I know my sex drive goes through the roof. Really? I don't know what I use the Deluxe spray, the four thousand. And obviously, if I'm taking the sleep set, there's an additional bit in there, and there's a couple of other supplements. Whereby in the morning I'm probably taking a bit more vitamin D, but I notice, and this is the same like when I go away or if I increase my frequency of like sunbeds, for example, I don't know why or you know, the mechanism as to why someone could probably tell me my libido
1: and sex drive goes through the roof. Just just from vitamin D. So there you go, vit vit D. But as Tom said, it's all the basics in it. It's like making sure your diet is. Nutritious, getting a nice vitamin and minerals panel in, it's your sleep is gonna be so key in terms of, of in terms of keeping your testosterone in a good place. Stress. Stress. stress is a
0: huge, huge driver of of uh, of low testosterone, like uh, massive I, I remember training. back in the day saving up money, even though I used to work in GNC, saving up money for the red grenade, which was a, 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 a testosterone booster. It's like forty nine ninety nine. And then you and I'm in mean, no way please. Don't think that I'm promoting anabolic steroid usage at all, but from a price point of view, fifty pound for DAA, which is going to last you a month, as opposed to a vial of testosterone, which, if done in in the uh, in in the right scenario and settings, and even advised by a doctor, is going to probably you know more bang for your buck. Mm. That's not me saying everyone go and take testosterone. That's just me saying. But I remember, I remember, and and I posted a picture of, on Facebook the other day. It was like anabol testo don't know if you see it. yeah it was like matrix nutrition did a, a yeah. stack and i remember bringing it in and people were like oh my god have you seen what tom's on yeah and i was like yeah and it was in my little bronson phase so herbs. i was like i was yeah herbs i was being better off like you said having vitamin d but that was when the dorian yates days i was just having bacon maple syrup pancakes i was having beans you know the beans and sausage oh, i love them little pork sausages and i had the them on toast and i got fat and i got fat and it was terrible and ultimately the fat you get there's also going to be reduction in testosterone so yeah,
1: yeah 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 so, so managing yeah managing body fat as well what it's, am i
0: what am i doing here oh, we we ran blads blads we ran bloods one of my clients just for this because i he wanted to get a, a pre-blood list done and he lost quite a considerable amount of body fat and his testosterone rocketed really by a good good amount as well I'll have to pull him up
1: because there's a tipping point there isn't there in terms of I guess someone who's overweight losing fat to get to a more healthy place we'll see higher testosterone but someone who like a natural prep for example it will absolutely drive your testosterone into the ground because also (laughs) this is the problem with bodybuilding too much body fat I know not enough testosterone too little body fat and natural not enough testosterone so there's a there's definitely a sliding scale. That's bonk
0: it on it said, "Just be hybrid athlete, man." Yeah, so yeah. Bodybuilding's not good. It's Not doing anyone any favors.
1: I think we're gonna we're gonna talk in in a, in a future episode when we've got Josh back about the use of steroids in general. Mm, um, Big one because I think it's a topic that I've I've always speak about it and want to continue speaking about, and also I'd love to speak about it in like a long form. Discussion in terms of the use of steroids. I mean, people frame the question in terms of what do you think about the use of steroids in in, in younger people, and that's kind of what I want to tackle. Huge.
0: But um, well, I'm 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 now at a point, and I speak about longevity again, whereby I'm sort of flirting with the idea, and I've looked, uh, watched a lot of Joe Jeffrey's talk on GH and how we should, probably should be running relatively mm-hmm. low dose GH for life. You you look at the the greats, are Arnold's most definitely, the um, individuals of that ilk are probably running. Growth hormone, and it's something that I think could I could I come off completely, but still run
1: growth hormone, and and so sp- like um youthful like for youthful yeah, benefits because yeah. I,
0: I suppose, but then I I'm, I'm the sort of person whereby I'd feel like if I'm going through a certain phase, I might just up it a little bit. Do you know
1: what I mean? I think I think growth on its own is, uh, is, is doesn't do a lot. It's no. synergies with. With testosterone, testosterone. together, but I think that I think I'm I'm pretty sure that um, in parts of the world like females take a little bit of growth for just like for staying young.
0: But it's uh, over the counter, isn't the it? Like you can you can get. Oh, fuck, I, don't know. I need to get that Pfizer, that Pfizer pen. It's good stuff that is. But yeah, we want we want to do a, a podcast on that, and I think it will be interesting to, to to dive into it a little deeper with you two being in the position where you're at now and me being in the position I'm at too.
1: Yeah, definitely. I look forward to that discussion. um there was one final question, which I, I do want to answer. It's not really related to what we've spoken about, but someone took the effort to send me a voice note to explain his question. So I think we should at least dignify it with an answer. So Respect we'll, it. We'll, we'll finish on this one. And it's about um, how you manage your time off, or I think more specifically, how you deal psychologically with taking time off when you are a one-man band. Um he, he was explaining to me that he is he's currently in the army, but he does online coaching on the side. Amazing. He's got content to think of, he also trains himself. And when he feels like, or, or when he does nothing for a, a short period of time, he feels guilty. He feels like he, he can't take that time off, which I can 100% relate to. Um, I think I'm quite good at dealing with it, wanting to understand from your perspective, especially like now, I know you've got a lot going on, obviously managing, like managing the media side of this, managing, launching IBF Classic, thinking about flow, trying to sort out your own training. Mm. Are you taking time off? Do you have a time period in the day where you where you relax? Because I saw you at the computer at like 11pm two nights ago.
0: Yeah, that was just, uh, just a. I was at Jake Hall's preview talk, which is fantastic, by the way. But the uh, that was just me wrapping up a few things because I was obviously out. But no, usually I'm 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 done. I'm off by by about five, five, 6 p.m. and that's just straight now. There's no I've I've learned from past experience what has happened to myself and that knock-on impact of relationships with me breaking that boundary. And I don't want to fall in the trap of just because I'm single, doing that. Mm. I, I want to, regardless single in a relationship, I still want to be in that position where by five or six p.m. I, I'm I'm off and then. It's hard because you, especially for people that go on on holiday and uh, you're almost in this position whereby do I work on holiday or do I double up on the work previously and both still elicit such a high level of stress, Mm. then you never really enjoy the holiday. So I just completely come off. I say to my clients, look, we'll, we'll carry that week over. i come off social media for seven days and it is the... The best thing that I can I can recommend to someone. No one's going anywhere. Your clients will still be there. Your social media will still be there. If not, it gives a bit of a hype. Where's Tom gone? Remember the mm-hmm. first time? Where's Tom gone? I logged back in and my followers have boosted up. And not I'm saying that I did it for that purpose, but for that reason. But I, I'm 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 off now. And I've seen the knock-on impact. Like my previous partner having to to do the, the amount of work that was required for that week that she'd have been off. The burnout is is on set earlier, mm. and then holiday you spend like almost recovering, almost recovering. So it's it's very very unhealthy to get into that mindset whereby I've got to do this and got to do that. So no, I'm 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 off completely. And if people don't like that, then that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stick with people that allow that. They they you know your clients will appreciate that. They have you got they you got to understand you
1: are normal as well. Yeah, this is this is I think the thing the line that I draw. So I will. Actually, I'll t- I'll, let me tackle it like micro first. In terms of like taking time off, I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, I don't really feel too guilty if I'm spending the evening chilling out. In fact, I try and make a conscious effort to do it. I love it. Um, I'm not always very good at it. Like what I, what I find is, unfortunately, I, I get up and I work really quite productively in the morning. So I'm getting up at half five. I'm at my desk by half six. I'll probably work right up until... Maybe midday, maybe just before. So I get a good sort of four or five hours of working, and that's when I'm at my most productive. Only I'll only stop to eat and then I go train. And for me, training is still work. You know, I'm pressing the body, but it's still part of my job. You're creating content. Yeah, I'm creating content. So once I get home, then I'm not very good. So let's say I get home at like three o'clock. What really should happen then is I should spend two hours working again, absolutely getting all my work done, and then I should log off at five or six. What I'm not very good at is that. So when I get home, I've almost broken that seal of like, all right, I'm on my phone, I'm on TikTok, I'm procrastinating. So what I need to do really is try have come back, have a shower, mental break, throw my phone in another room and then start working again. What I find myself doing, unfortunately, is not being productive and then I end up sitting there till 6 or 7pm at my computer and that cracks me up because I'm like, you just worked a 12 hour day or 13 hour day, kind of, on and off. Um, so I need to get better at that but yeah, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel guilt taking time off because I think it's really, really important um, and I certainly experience like, Burnout sometimes. What I will say is that I do m- absolute minimal work on Saturday and Sunday. I might get up and do a couple of hours or an hour whilst I have my breakfast. You know, I've got clients to reply to, and whatever. I don't want to leave it 48 hours and for then to get a reply. But I have siphoned off Saturday and Sunday. There are no official check-ins, um, so that is kind of how I take time off. Um, but I would say I do a little bit of work every day, and I'm okay with that. Um, don't tell Molly May that. I know. I fuming. think. I think with. Um, Gigi actually said something interesting to me once which was about like these are your years to like work your ass off to build yourself a life so Mm. there is a bit of that sort of toxic productivity going on and I am kind of all trying to work but Saturday and Sunday chill out like and that's fine. Yeah.
0: So I I implement Grace Beverly's hard work and soft work sort of like you do wake up 5.30 on the computer 6 till 10, eat. Another hour train. When I'm back, then it's very, very light work. Yeah, very light work. And then you know how early I finish is di- dictate on how hard I work. But yeah, most
1: yeah, days yeah. Are four or five. So that's that. I don't think you should feel guilty about taking time off. I really that's don't. I think wrong. it's I think it's really important. Not at all. Your, um,
0: your clients are will probably be in a similar position to you as well and they want holiday and you just say, Well, I'm I'm off and they say, Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, on the macro scale, in terms of like taking holiday, remember that everyone at work has twenty five days or, you know, statutory holiday. So we don't it we should don't really life. be accepted. Um and I dare say I I probably take about fourteen days if that, in terms of like full on days off away from work. Yeah, mine's just when I go away. Yeah.
0: There's never a time whereby I'm in the UK. Not working. Not working. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: That's it. We are done. We're about to run out of time. One minute. We've exhausted our whole uh, whole hour and a half. No, don't
0: say hour and a half. You were were late. late. Yeah, I was late. An hour. I was here on my Santander bike. Santander Tom. Right, let's go to the Ned for some breakfast.
1: Thank you very much. Lots of love. See you later. Keep supporting. Goodbye.